Hello and welcome to the My VA Dayton podcast coming to you from Dayton, Ohio. This is the show where we talk with veterans in the Western Ohio region to share their stories and share what's happening at the Dayton VA Medical Center. I'm Scott Leese, your host with co-host Greg Tucker. And we have with us today an Army veteran, Emmett North Jr. Great to have you with us today, Emmett. Glad to be here. And we're glad to have you. You know, it's not often we're so blessed to have such a gifted personality in our podcast. You know, Emmett is a guitarist, singer, songwriter, producer, performer, and a former guitarist for the likes of Barry White, Isaac Hayes, Chuck Berry, and Wolfman Jack. I got to say, man, you do it all. Yeah, those those only the ones in America. I got artists that I work with over in London also. Yes. Well, those are just a few of the big name headliners uh, he's worked with over the years. Many of the other artists and musicians, both here in the U.S. and the U.K. Again, welcome Emmett North Jr. Now, I understand you have some music ready for us that you're going to share later, so we can hear. Here's some of your tunes, but before we get to that, and before we hear a little bit more about your colorful musical career, we're going to put you to the test. It's time! That's right, it's time to play Don't Tell Me, I Think I Know That. This is the game show where we put our guests to the test of their knowledge of military trivia, a game where our listeners can play along to see if their minds are mired in mounds of military minutia like ours are. Are you ready to take this challenge, Emmett? Yeah, go for it, brother. All right, well, here's your first question. What famous singer and film star was processed into the Army, much to the dismay of Screaming Bobby Soxers, on March 24, 1958 at Fort Chaffee, Arkansas? Would it be Elvis Costello, Elvis Aaron, Elvis Presley, or Priscilla Presley? Well, actually, Elvis's middle name was Aaron. It was. So it was Elvis Aaron Presley. Well, I'd say, I'd say you got that one right. And, and actually, you even got the bonus question right on that one, Emmett. Fantastic job. Yes, uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of folks were... Really in tears when Elvis Presley went into into the army, uh, but uh, we we are proud of his service. Uh, what famous? I was, I was I hate to cut you short, but I was also in tears when I went to the service. I'll bet you were, <laughs> like many of us. Okay, so uh, here's your next question: What famous U.S. Army Air Corps band leader died while serving his country during World War II? Would it have been John Glenn? Glenn Ford, Glenn Miller, or Mitch Miller? Say those three again. Okay, John Glenn, Glenn Ford, Glenn Miller, or Mitch Miller? This is World War II. That's more than three, isn't it? Yeah, there's four. Okay. You have four to choose from. Uh, now it's between the last two. Rem- uh, say the third one again. Glenn Miller, famed for In the Mood. Okay. String of pearls. And then the other Miller? Uh, it was uh, the other Miller's Mitch Miller. Mitch Miller and Glenn Miller. Yeah. Wow. Well, I um, I think you got it right because I heard you say originally Glenn Miller. Yeah, but I really not one hundred percent. 
Okay, well, well I'll go for, for Glenn Miller anyway. All right, fantastic. Well, you won that one. Okay, so Glenn Miller was 38 when he joined the U.S. Army Air Forces in 1942, leaving behind a successful career as a recording artist and band leader in civilian life. Uh, like, like we said, he's he's really famous for his uh, his uh, song In the Mood, A String of Pearls, Tuxedo Junction, the several others. Yeah, I've heard of those. Yeah. On December 15th in 1944, Miller was scheduled to fly from Bedford to Paris to finalize plans to relocate his uh, U.S. Army Air Force Band uh, there. And his single-engine UC-64 Norseman took off from Raft Twinford Farm in Clapham, Bedshire, and vanished while flying over the English Channel. Sad, sad story. Tell us what famous jazz musician joined the Navy in 1945 before recording his famous Hot House. Would it be John Dillinger, John Coltrane, Roscoe P. Coltrane, or Alice Coltrane? Repeat that question. Okay. What famous jazz musician joined the Navy in 1945 before recording his famous Hot House? Would it be John Dillinger, John Coltrane, Roscoe P. Coltrane, or Alice Coltrane? So do you know that song, Hot House? Not sure about the song, but I'll say, um, this, give me this, the first, the, it, three Coltrane's on there, right? Yeah, there are three Coltrane's. The first one being Forget John Coltrane. Forget about Alice. Um, there's John and there's the other Coltrane. Yeah, you, I think you said that right. It was John Coltrane. Oh, you giving, actually, you're giving me this. Yeah. Okay. I forgot we got time on, on, the, yeah. on the clock. Yeah, so perhaps the most famous veteran in jazz history is John Coltrane, who was drafted into the Navy in 1945 while stationed in Hawaii, Coltrane, a Navy musician, joined a band called the Melody Masters, which he would make two of his earliest recordings as a jazz artist. The most famous songs from the session include versions of Coco by Charlie Parker and Hot House by Dizzy Gillespie. And that's not unlike you, because I understand that you've had a experience of having a band in the military, too. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later on. So tell us, uh, what does he want, Greg, for playing our game? Well, Emmett, for playing. Oh, Mercedes. Oh, man. <laughs> well, that's Look, the other I'm show. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> that's the other show. <laughs> but for Emmett, for you getting all of your questions correct, sir, we have a set of four Dayton VA industrial strength chip clips designed by NASA's aerospace engineers to keep your snacks fresh at home or wherever you may be traveling in the near future. Compliments of the Dayton V. And I get four four packs of this? You get four four chip clips, yes sir. Four chip clips. Yeah, so we're gonna take a quick break here right now before coming back and we'll talk uh, with Emmett about his uh, musical career. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But I have a story and I don't know where to start. I'm good. But I feel alone in a crowd. I'm good, but nobody understands. I'm good, but the past keeps coming back. But I can't get out of bed. But I can't sleep. 
I'm good, but I feel overwhelmed. I'm good, but I don't feel safe. But I don't even know who I am anymore. But I still have nightmares that I don't need any help. I'm good, but I don't feel anything anymore. I'm good, but I can't live like this anymore. I'm really not so good. But are you ready to listen? And we're back with Army veteran Emmett North Jr. Uh, so Emmett, tell us, uh, how, how did you get your break in the music industry? Where did you start? How did you end up playing with major recording artists like you have? How did I get my break into music? Or just how did I get my break into playing with major artists? Well, how did you start, first of all, uh, getting into the music industry? Okay, when I left Dayton, Ohio, I was 24. I had already traveled and toured around the United States with smaller groups. But when I left here in 1970, beginning of 75, um, I left here actually to go to LA to audition for a singer called Bobby Womack, which was a songwriter and singer himself. Right. He was actually, he was actually Sam Cooke's guitarist. Um, I listened to a lot of his records before I left. I noticed what label he was on. Uh, I was playing with a gospel singer when I left, so when I sometimes sing on her shows, I would do some of Bobby's stuff. So I called and talked, spoke to him, uh, telling him I wanted to come out to L.A. and audition for him. Uh, Bobby was also from Ohio. He was from Cleveland. So we had two things in common, you know. Right. Well, more things in common. So uh, I said, yeah, whenever you get out to L.A., uh, look him up. So. He didn't know two months later I'd be looking him up, you know. When I got to my aunt's house, my um, Bobby Womack's office called my aunt's phone number because I left the number at his office to reach me whenever I got in town. So they called me, and I didn't believe it was him, so I hung up on him. <laughs> uh, and my sister, I, I told her, I thought it was my cousin who also was from Dayton playing a joke, so... He rang again. And I told my sister I wasn't going to answer. I told her it was my cousin Donnie playing jokes. So she answered the phone and it was Bobby Womack. And I almost fell to my knees. <laughs> so we talked for a few minutes and told him where I was and who I was. And I wanted to audition for him. So he gave me his address in uh, L.A. That's all staying in Pasadena. Uh, I guess about 10, 15 miles outside of L.A. Anyway, he said, give me your address and I'll mail you some of my albums. So he mailed me about three of his albums to listen to. I did. And actually, and once I got to Bobby Womack's office, I found out um, at going to his office, his PR guy told me that Bobby was in New York at the time at a record label. Well, he said he helped me out as much as he could. I told him I I came out to L.A. to audition for Bobby. And I said, I didn't know he wasn't going to be here. He just said, well, you give me a name and number and address. And he says, look, Bobby's going on tour in a few months. And he says he's only going to be on the road for like a month over in Europe. And then when you come back to the United States, you're going to be um, out of work again. So he says there's other artists in the building like Barry White, 
He says, when I hear Barry White put you on a retainer, he's also looking for guitar players. So that piqued my interest because Sammy Davis Jr. had an office in that building. Wolfman and Jack's producer had an office in the same building. So I just tell Bobby Womack's PR guy, I may as well go to everybody's office and fill out an application. So it, it was blind luck that you <laughs> fell into that, huh? Like, good timing, too. Absolutely. <laughs> Everything's about timing, the right place at the right time. People were looking for guitar players at that time, so yeah. Yeah, it got really good for me. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. After that, I just went down from the 10th floor to the 5th floor to Barry White's office, told him, uh, literally, I know his sister was at the front desk. I told her who I was and what I come to do, play guitar for Barry White audition. And she sent me to another office and other guy in the office, other offices with a very school friends. So he sent me down to the rehearsal studio, tell them, you know, tell them who I am and they're going to check me out. So I went and did that. And three <laughs> weeks later, I was, it was history because I went and met Barry at Sound, uh, Soul Train. I had lived with the band members for three weeks learning Barry's music before I even knew I was going to get hired. So how long did you play How long did you play with Barry White? Uh, ten years. Wow, not ten all years. one time. Right. And you played with I played other... With him, I played with him from 75 to 79. Then in 79 and 70, 79 and 80, I was working for Wolfman Jack. And I got a chance to work with Chuck Berry on Wolfman Jack's show. But I had met Chuck Berry, I ran into Chuck Berry two weeks before we met on Wolfman Jack's show. I was leaving Dayton on Red Eye going back to LA, and I had to stop over in St. Louis, which is where Chuck Berry's from. So Chuck Berry was at the uh, Kitchen of Lake, called that Red Eye, from oh, yeah. St. Louis, back to LA, and the gate that I was going to was hardly any people at that gate. He was the only person at the gate. Oh, really? Just a bunch of women. But when I got over to see who it was, it was Chuck Berry. So I just said, no, I'll just shit out on this. Yeah. Uh, I backed out. So two weeks later, I didn't know that Chuck was going to be on Wolfman Jack's show. When I got back to L.A., I didn't know he was going to be on that show either. So his band, he played on the show with our band, the band that I was playing with with Wolfman Jack. So in other words, I, I played with two people, famous people at the same time. Emmett, if I can yeah. interrupt you there, who was your favorite artist that you performed with and why? Well, I guess I would have to say Barry because he really gave me my break. Because if it hadn't have been me playing with Barry White in the years that I played with him, I probably or maybe not have got a job with Isaac Hayes. Now, I'm not just saying just that, but I have met some of Isaac's band members through Boots from Dayton, William Boots Vaughn. He had played with Isaac Hayes like in 70 or 71. And that's before I even thought about leaving from Dayton. So I got to meet a few of the musicians who had played with Isaac when Boots was playing with Isaac back in 71. And when I got with, um, I tell you, funny enough, when I, I I did a TV show with Wolfman Jack, and we started working on a, a blues album. This was like at the end of 79, 
I got with his band, Complex. Sounds like a good setup, you know. And and I and I'm <laughs> guessing that you know you've traveled throughout the U.S. and in Europe with your musical career. Um, what's the hard of What's the hardest part of being on the road um, for you? And I and I'm guessing there's probably a lot of good things about being on the road too. What's What's the hardest and what's the best about being on the road? Well. I guess when I first got with Barry White, it wasn't the hardest because I was more or less mesmerized the first year because I wasn't used to having limousines service and stuff come to my hotel. And, yeah, most of us aren't. You know, take me to and from the concert halls. Right. And stuff. I wasn't used to playing with an orchestra either. I've been used to playing with a, like five or six piece band. But I wasn't used to playing with 40 pieces, and especially playing in tuxedos and sitting down. I was sitting right in front of the violins and the cellos. And if you're used to wearing, wearing um, a stereo set over your ears while you're listening to stereophonic music, it sounds like you're in heaven. It sounds like you're actually in the stereo itself. Right. So by me sitting in front of these violins and cellos and oboes and harps, trumpets, trombones, all of these many different, it sounded like I had headphones on and I'm sitting there with on both sides of my head, but my ears are wide open because there's nothing there except the live music bouncing off the walls. So the few times I had went on stage with Barry White early in, in my time, where I was so out of it. Like once, we played Radio City Music Hall. Like I said, I was so mesmerized about it all. I, everybody started except me. I'm sitting there in a 40-piece orchestra seat, sitting here looking at all the lights and stuff around me, my music in front of me, the audience I can't see, but I can hear like thousands of people in the audience because this is the radio music hall where they opened up with the Rockettes, you know? Right, right. And stuff. So when we came, we came up, the music started playing, and there's Emmett just sitting in his chair looking like a dummy. Not moving, <laughs> just looking around like he's in a cloud somewhere. And my guitar player, we had four guitars, three, three to four guitars. So the other guitarist next to me hit me on the shoulder. Oh, he was sitting next to each other. He said, hey, man, the show done started. <laughs> Whoa. Time to earn your paycheck, yes. Okay. So okay. Uh, speaking of earning your paycheck, um, I think you've got some music to share with us, right? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Look, before I, before I cut you off on that, before this show started at the Radio City Music Hall, I had met Ernie Isley out front in the hall he wanted to go backstage but the security wouldn't let him let us go take, let him go back yeah i, I told security I said, man this is ernie isley he said man i don't care who it is he can't go backstage so this is the part i want to tell you about that okay, okay. now i'm gonna play one of my songs that was recorded um on one of my smooth jazz albums and it's also jazz fusion album called um, In The Zone. This song was called Montuno. It's got a Latin feel to it.
So, you know, not many people with talent like yours choose to go into the military. Can you tell us why you chose to serve, uh, why you chose to join the Army, and what was your calling or inspiration? Well, actually, I had a band when I was 17, my own band, and I... What was the name of that band? uh, uh, The Ohio Twisters. And it's kind of funny place. Ain't that many Twisters coming through here like uh, Texas or L.A., you know. But anyway, um, I went to Cincinnati and found out I had to register because they were still, like, drafting you into the military when I was doing my time. Right. And there were people, I had a good friend who played guitar uh, with Newberg, who had just passed in the past three weeks. Uh, me and him played guitar together, and we ended up at Fort... Dix, New Jersey, together. Now, I didn't know he had joined because I went to Cincinnati uh, on the bus to go to the center down there to be, I guess, interviewed and checked out and stuff to be explained to. There was another guitar player from Dayton who went to Cincinnati with me who uh, he taught me a few things when I was learning. He played gospel music, and that's how we met. I went to Fort Dix, uh, Fort Jackson, South Carolina first. Then at Fort Jackson, South Carolina, I left to Fort Gordon, Georgia. At Fort Gordon, Georgia, I met Frankie Lyman. The singer used to be with Frankie Lyman and the teenagers. But I didn't know who he was when I was there at the time. We had went to the, um, to call the uh, recreational place where you rent out. You know, you can get instruments if you need right, right. guitar, bass, MWR, drum. yeah. Yeah, I forgot what they call it now. And they I think now they I think now they call it MWR Morale Welfare and Recreation. Yeah, I forgot what it used to call the room, some kind of room. But anyway, you could you know, get other games and stuff right. that you're friends gonna play with. Anyway, in that particular room, um I would rehearse and stuff a lot to myself there. But anyway, I was in the Army. I tell you, a lot of the times uh, I got off KP and guard duty because the officer wanted me and my band to play. So you had your own band. Did you ever think about um, getting into a military band? Was that ever a part of your career path in the military? Well, actually, I had two bands when I was in Germany. I had my band of soldiers that I play with. That was my military band, but we didn't actually do any military stuff. The USO thing for the service for three weeks, and that got me off guard duty in KP, and I was traveling to other cities, so I'd rather been doing that than stuck at, you know, post. So, so tell us about how you got into this USO band. Was there a, um, a competition uh, that was uh, Army-wide that you actually... No, no, it's just I had played in a lot of the clubs before, the, the, the EMC club on post, and a lot of people thought I was pretty good, so that's why I ended up getting off guard duty in KP. So, Emmett... Uh, what after getting out of the military? What brought you back to date? Well, mother and father, get my beginnings, get my feet back on the ground. We're going to take another break now. When we come back, we'll hear more from Emmett North Jr. I was in the military. I didn't know that when I left, I was eligible for health care through the VA. I thought you had to be disabled or been wounded. 
Another vet told me I should check it out. Now I have the care I need at the Dayton VA. Don't wait another day to see how the VA may help you. I'm a vet and it's my VA. Make it your VA today. Call 937-268-6511, extension 2159 to enroll or visit dayton.va.gov. And we're back with Army veteran Emmett North Jr. Uh, Emmett, you're going to share with us a song, uh, The Groove, uh, which was on which album was that now? In the Zone. In the Zone. So let's go ahead and play The Groove. Well, that's a great song, Emmett. We really appreciate you sharing that with us. Uh, so tell us, tell us if you can, um, what have you found to be the best experience with the Dayton VA? Well, they've given me great services I've been on. Uh, got a great doctor up here I've been seeing. And when I went there and did my um, COVID shots, and the uh, VA there, when there was, any other problems where they needed assistance, they would send me down to the Cincinnati VA. Right, right. Or, or hook me up with uh, another private company down near uh, University of Cincinnati. They had work connect, um, connected somehow because I had two surgeries since I've been home. So they went in the second time with a needle and stuck some juice or something in that new tumor and gets burn it up whatever right right um so i would say that it's safe to say that they've really changed your life haven't they since i've been here how did you find out about the dayton va and what made you decide to use the va for your health care well i mean it's kind of easy if you're a veteran isn't it the va's been i mean it's been like taking care of my feet my, my cholesterol my sugar, and plus my mother and my sister used to work at the VA. So those other connections uh, at this Dayton VA here. Right, you had an inside track there through the family, if nothing else. But, yeah, so you've received quite a bit of of care uh, through the VA, and it sounds like uh, you've been very happy with it. Um, uh, Tell us, if if you were talking to another veteran about the VA uh, and they hadn't uh, bothered to take advantage of their benefits, what would you tell them they need to do. Get down there as fast as they can 
and get them a doctor and get checked up and get signed in. Right. right. It's because it's crazy to be a veteran and you're not having yourself checked up. So, I mean, you could be dying in a week. And it can be for something really simple. It's, it's checking your sugar or, your, or whatever it is that you might not notice ailing you. So um, I know that you've had a lot of treatment lately. We talked about a little bit about that. But uh, they also help uh, with your transportation. Like right now, we're doing a radio interview with you because you can't make it down to the studio. Uh, but for appointments and so forth, how has the VA helped you with that, with transportation? Well, I'll tell you, it's, uh, since I first came back here, it's improved tenfold. Now you're getting Ubers and Lyfts. So it's much better now. They're more gar- they're guaranteed to get you one place to the other in time. Well, that's great to I've know. Had, so I've had Lyft and, 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 and Ubers from here to Cincinnati and back. Well, it sounds like we're taking pretty good care of you, getting you to your appointments and back home again. Uh, and hopefully uh, you'll find that uh, we do nothing but uh, help to improve the, the care that you're getting. Uh, you know, we've been talking with uh, Army veteran Emmett North Jr. We truly enjoy sharing stories from veterans like you, Emmett. Uh, honestly, yours is, yours is a unique one for us. Uh, thanks again for sharing your time with us today. I'm glad I made it to E2. That's all I have to say. All right. It really upsets me when I hear people say that the VA is not the place to go. I go to the Dayton VA for my health care. When I had cancer, they saved my life. If you ask me, I wouldn't go anywhere else. They understand vets, probably because many who work there are vets. Don't wait another day to see how the VA may help you. I'm a vet, and it's my VA. Make it your VA today. Call 937-268-6511, extension 5336 to enroll, or visit dayton.va.gov. If you're homeless or at risk of becoming homeless, we can help. We offer many programs and services, including free health care, and we can help you connect with resources in your community. We help veterans who are homeless or at risk of becoming homeless due to financial hardship unemployment, addiction, depression, or transition from jail. Contact one of our care coordinators to get help with immediate food and shelter needs, including both transitional and permanent housing, job training, life skills development, and education, justice system navigation, and community reentry from jail financial support to prevent homelessness, addiction, and depression treatment, along with health and dental care. Now, if you or someone you know that's a veteran who is homeless or at risk of becoming homeless due to financial hardship, unemployment, addiction, depression, or transitioning from jail, the VA Medical Center can help you. Contact a homeless services care coordinator to get help. Contact our health care coordinator at 937-268-6511, extension 1364. We truly enjoy hearing stories from veterans from across the region and learning more about how they found care through the Dayton VA Medical Center. And as always, we want to thank our listeners for joining us and remind them if they are a veteran and are not enrolled, to enroll with the Veterans Health Administration to receive health care benefits through the Dayton VA Medical Center. It's easy and it doesn't cost a thing. You just need to be a veteran. The simplest way to start enrollment is to call our enrollment and eligibility office at 937 268 
1-800-268-6511, extension 4105. They can schedule an appointment for you to come to the Dayton campus or help make an appointment at one of the surrounding community-based outpatient clinics located at Springfield, Richmond, Lima, and Middletown. Again, that number is 937-268-6511, extension 4105. Veterans may also enroll by visiting www.choose.va.gov health. While there, you can choose from applying online or by phone or by mail. It's just that simple, really. As I said before, it doesn't cost a thing to apply. So what are you waiting for? Call us today. Or if you know of a veteran who is not enrolled, have them call to start taking advantage of this benefit. If you're a veteran, it's your VA. Sign up today. Join us again for another episode of My VA Dayton with the Dayton VA Medical Center. Our episodes drop the 1st and 15th of each month. I'm Scott Lease with your co-host, Greg Tucker. Thanks again for listening to My VA Dayton.